What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome back to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. What's up, you crusty wimps? <laughs> We're back on a new platform, baby. It's and it's I love, new. I it's looking I love, crispy. I love, love, love this platform. Yeah, let's Shit hope it works. Cool we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep our reviews till the end and see if it actually fucking works. Yeah, as but. Of right now, I love it. Stay tuned to next week, and we'll <laughs> let you know what we really think. <laughs> yeah, but so far so good. I like it. Knock on wood. Yeah, dude. I mean, it definitely so far has been working. And if we called. We actually got got in touch with customer service because we had. Uh, a little test recording we did before. Evan helped me out. It was an easy fix. So if it works, this is what we're going to look like from now on. Much better than that Riverside shit. Yeah. And I will be sending a nasty gram to them. So. <laughs> a nasty gram. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's office talk for, uh, you know, mildly scathing email. That they'll just. <laughs> fucking delete immediately yeah won't even open it <laughs> like, oh my God, this guy again yeah yeah he doesn't realize it's his internet speed <laughs> yeah but this uh this platform too is designed so we're on Streamyard, where it's designed for doing live content um so hopefully this year um we'll br- be bringing that to you guys too if it's easy i gotta figure it out there's pretty steep learning curve here uh but that would be cool to be able to do some some live stuff and comment. And uh, it, it seems like you can you can comment and it shows up in the episode, too, uh, as well as oh, it's it, up in the episode. Yeah, you can actually see what people are commenting and you can pull people in, too. So, like, it's easy. It's it's designed for that to, like, have a live interactive uh, streaming thing, you know, so you can bring people in on calls. You can have people comment. It shows it. Uh, but yeah, just learning how to use this fucking thing, but it seems to be working pretty good and I'm happy because the last fucking, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, it's been been a week. It's been a struggle, dude. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Who's not IT friendly whatsoever. (laughs) Trying to figure out fucking bandwidths and fucking all kinds of shit. Oh yeah. Clearing caches and fuck that shit. Too much. Yeah. So hopefully you guys like it. Uh, but give us some feedback if it, you know, like definitely like quality wise, we don't want to lose the quality. So if uh, I mean, you shouldn't be able to hear Loctite's pellet stove this this week. Yeah, we just went through that and it totally and hopefully didn't that mute the streaming. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to have to see in the post. But uh, yeah, we can always peek. Those, I mean, we can always. We can always like edit just your voice track and just like crank that shit up. Yeah, yeah. Or I can just I can shut the background noise after the intro. There you go. There you go. But we did we got <laughs> got a bunch of people uh messaging us like what the fuck's that alarm in the background? Or what's that fucking beeping? <laughs> and uh I think we discovered it when we we're doing the the laddie episode with Dan. We we're all sitting next to the pellet stove. And we're like, I'm like, that sounds familiar, you know? And I think it's the auger for the pellet stove, just like kind of metal yeah. on metal, just like screech. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, listen, when you live in the fucking Northeast, 
can't be doing episodes when it's 32 degrees with no heater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It's a necessity. I got my on. Yeah, you got to keep toasty, bro. But in the summer, I'll have a fucking AC going. So I'm glad we got this background noise button. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. There's no just like comfortable weather. <laughs> I know, it's just being uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, That's how it is being a New England man. <laughs> You're wet, you're cold, you know, people are kind of mean, you know, yeah, socially uncomfortable. We're aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, before we jump into housekeeping, this is the final, final episode to the Shopping 101 series. I can't even call it a mini-series anymore. It's gone five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> We kept on extending it. At first, we're like, yeah, we'll probably do three episodes. Then three became four, and then four became five. We might even need to do another mini series of like Chopper 201 or something. Yeah, yeah. More advanced shit. Yeah. People have been digging it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for fucking reaching out and being like, dude, this is the shit. And in fact, these chopping episodes skyrocketed to the top of the charts, top 10, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so really appreciate it people reaching out and being like, Hey, you got this wrong. And, uh, you know, like, or, Hey, this is my experience or even just being like, dude, this is the shit, you know, that really means a lot to us. So fucking, I'm glad you guys are stoked on it. And hopefully, hopefully it's helping people. It's definitely inspiring people. I can't tell you how many people just, just messaged me to just be like, finally dug into this thing, you know, been listening to it and finally dug into my 94 fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah it's getting people excited. Yeah. And that gets me excited, dude, because like, you know, like I don't I don't have a project this year, but I can't wait to see what everybody's working on. You know, like I want to see what everybody's doing and uh, just stoked that you guys are getting stoked. Fuck yeah. Uh, Housekeeping. Let me pull this up. I should have been fucking more prepared, but, you know, that's not really my style. We fly by the seat of our pants. That's it. Uh, the La Espada Chopper Show, Saturday, May 4th, 2024, 576 Primrose Street, Haverhill, Mass. You know where it's at. It's where all the fucking La Espada shows are. Um, super duper, super, not super duper, super dope show. Um, this is probably one of my favorites uh, for a day show. Last bout of fucking puts on. Um, it's at like a, what is that? A VFW or a Legion or some shit. <clears throat> and yeah. they have a bar upstairs, a bar downstairs, choppers upstairs, choppers downstairs, choppers outside, vendors inside, live music inside. Um, yeah. It's, it's fucking legit. And it's in the spring, like early spring. Um, so you're brushing off all that fucking dust off the bike. You get to go ride when it's like semi nice out. Um, hang out with everybody, see what they've done for the fucking over the winter. Um, go check it out. Make sure you follow uh, F6T9W on Instagram. That is the La Espada Instagram page. You can see all of their shows, swap meets, open houses, all that shit. So go, go give them a follow and tell them the boys from the Low Life Chopper podcast sent you. Um, 
fuck i keep saying this every time dude i need to make the flyer for our show i know it's so far away but it makes it easier for me to find the fucking information on it it's only five months now i know we need to start fucking planning that by the way um <laughs> we need to start like legit planning it i know we're just <laughs> we like a bunch, coming we up have a bunch like... of cool ideas but let's start executing some we of them have to do it <laughs> uh, june 8th uh is the low life low down listen if you uh came last year you know how dope the fucking venue is you know how good the food is you know uh the beer choices are fucking litty like a titty they got everything they got hard alcohol um god where the fuck is that picture of the last flyer dude i'm trying to get that goddamn address and i can't find it anywhere i'll Um, guess again yeah don't guess (laughs) can you see actually if you just go to uh I think if you go to my page, or here, I'll just do it since I'm already fucking doing it as I'm telling you. Uh, um, first. Oh, got it. 232. 232. <laughs> Caleb Highway. Epic New Hampshire. Um, listen, it's a fucking blast. Um, this year is going to be bigger and better. Um, this year, we have trophies for best chopper, best paint. Um, best club style bike. Now that can, can be a Dyna, that could be a soft tail, it could be a road king, it can be a road glide, a street glide. It don't fucking matter. If you like motorcycles, come to this fucking show because there's some shit for you. Um, there's gonna be raffles, lots of fucking raffles. You know, we step it up with that raffle game because we have amazing people that support this fucking show. Um, there's going to be biker games this year. Um, there's going to be a silo table. It's going to be a live band playing outside, not just background noise like last year, a full-blown live cover band outside playing the entire fucking day. We're going to have food trucks again. Um, oh, did I say raffles? Yeah, tons of fucking raffles. All proceeds of the raffles are going to operation purpose. Same motherfucker from last year, our homeboy Perry. Oh, by the way, Perry will be on next fucking week. Okay, Um, so you guys will get to hear a little bit about who Perry is, where he came from, um, what exactly his organization slash charity does. Um, So anyways, make sure you save the motherfucking day. Put in for the time now, June 8th, 2024. Here's the best part is it's the first day of fucking bike week. So you can hit our show Saturday and then Sunday before you scoot home, shoot up to Laconia and check out bike week. it's going to be dope as fuck. And if you want to get involved um, with the same charity that we like to help out with anything that we do, Operation Purpose on Instagram or operationpurpose.com. Um, essentially, it is a charity to shed light on veteran suicide. Um, Perry is probably the coolest fucking dude I've ever met in my life actually gives a fuck about humans um i've met perry once in my life and i talk to perry at least once a week now um just a solid motherfucker he's doing a trip around the country um this summer and that shit ain't fucking cheap by the way he's doing it on a fucking motorcycle he's not driving a car or fucking flying in a plane he does this on a bike delivering ashes um from fallen fucking soldiers it is one of the dopest um 
charities that I've ever had the pleasure to work with. So if you want to help donate to that cause, go to operationpurpose.com or Operation Purpose um, on Instagram. Ask Perry how you can get involved. Uh, what else do we got, Broski? For housekeeping, we got a new monthly giveaway sponsor for Shoo. the best month, arguably the best month of the entire year. Uh, definitely the best month. Because without yeah. that month, this show wouldn't be here. Yeah, both our birthdays That's right. this month. That's both right. Our both of your both of your motherfucking hosts here were born in February. Matter of fact, my birthday was yesterday. When you're listening to this, right, bitches? Oh, sheesh! I'm now an antique, <laughs> fine wine. I'm fucking <laughs> aged whiskey. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm like aged whiskey that like maybe the the cork fell out and uh I went, on too long. I, I went sour <laughs> i'm definitely the older i get <laughs> whiskey go like, sour if it doesn't have a cork in it or some shit Dude, fuck you riverside ryan ryan from riverside emailing us while we use this fucking new app son of a bitch what is he saying Sorry. he want a piece he's being a bitch he doesn't know we're on Streamyard right now talking about our duck yeah if this works, I'm going to send a... You, you heard me. <laughs> On God, I'm sending a nasty gram, fellas. On God. Um, so, uh, anyways, this month's giveaway. <laughs> this month's giveaway sponsor. You heard him here on the Low Life Chopper podcast. Joel from Cornerstone.manufacturing on Instagram. Cornerstone Ooh, Manufacturing. Dope-ass episode. Yeah, dude. He's uh, he's one of those real whiz-bang kids. He's, uh, you know, brains and... He- yeah, he, he he like is innovating. He has all sorts of cool shit. But for uh, for the month of February, he's going to be giving away uh, one of those Kydex seat pans. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he's going to ship those out to me. And uh, next week I'll be able to show him. But uh, yeah, those things are like that's just like an innovation in choppering, you know, yeah, like so Kydex seat pan. Like cool. that's such a cool idea. Uh, so easy so to make. Cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are running them now, too. You know, I think uh, Chicken Rick just got one, too. I, th- I saw he posted one up. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, you can just form this thing with a hair dryer. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. Is it just a hair dryer? Or a heat gun. Yeah. you don't. It doesn't yeah. take much. Yeah. And I forget what the, uh, the episode name was, because I always give our episodes, like, silly names. But uh, I'll pull it up here in a second. Actually, I'm not. I'm just. It's probably Kydex heat pan. <laughs> it's probably something clever. Where uh he's at a uh, Tennessee, right? Uh I can't remember. Yeah. My memory so, is fucking shot. Ba, 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 ba. I probably won't even remember. Uh it, it might have been before we got canceled. Oh shit, that was uh Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get that probably on YouTube. We're going to put that on our know, website. We'll... Yeah, it's definitely on. Oh, yeah, it's on YouTube for sure. Definitely on the boob tube because they didn't cancel us. But uh, sure didn't. Yeah, I'll get that up on the fucking shit. I really want to know what the fucking thing was now. Um, well, Ryan looks for that. That is this month's giveaway. The fucking mold it yourself seat pan. Super fucking cool. It comes cut out. You literally just put it on the frame. And fucking heat that bitch up and it forms to the frame, forms to your fender, does all that shit. And then you can 
send it to whoever's making your seat. Um, West counterbalance. I'm sure he'll like that because now he knows it's a fucking legit fit and not just some metal yeah. that you slammed around with a fucking ball peen hammer thinking you're a blacksmith. It actually, it, <laughs> so I just found the episode. It was the one after we got canceled. So it's called Cancel This Podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was, yeah, he was the first guest of the new, new LCP. So the new, new he's, yeah, he's the one that really jumped this shit off. So yeah, go check out that episode. You can get it anywhere. Um, cancel this podcast. Joel from Cornerstone Manufacturing sending us some dope ass seats. I'm excited to get one of those in my hand. Dizzo. Um, also, we've had a couple people reach out about new sponsors for the show. It's the beginning of the year, just like we told you last time. So we go through all of our sponsors and ask them if they want to re-up. If they do not, then we have more spots on the show. Um, if you want to get involved in the show and become a sponsor, hit up Low Life Chopper Podcast. On Instagram. Uh, on Instagram. What's the email? <laughs> Just hit up. Yeah, hit up uh rhino or locked at Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the yeah, that's the best way to not get it lost. Um, yeah. In fact, someone reached out to us through Big Cartel. <laughs> like, just go to Low Life Chopper Pod. Go to Low Life Chopper Podcast.com. We have our contact info there. Uh, or anywhere you can find us on social media. Fucking if you watch it on YouTube, I'll respond to you on YouTube. I get all that shit. So, I'm right there. Oh, look at you <laughs> producing. Got a regular Jamie uh, over here. But I love this fucking app. Um, yeah, so if you want to become part of the show as a sponsor, listen, it's not, um, I'll tell you this, it's not super expensive. And uh, there are different tiers. You can start it down here, up, 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 and you can go higher and higher and higher. Um, now that we have this new platform, you can see we can have shit scrolling across the bottom of the fucking episode. So if you have a show coming up and you're like, hey, I need to pump the fuck out of this, um, oh, yeah. you can just buy a one month fucking sponsorship and we can yeah. have it scrolling across the bottom of the fucking screen for the entire episode for four episodes. Um, you're not going to get better fucking advertisement than that in the chopper community. It's just not going to fucking happen. Sorry to tell you um, anything like that. You're having a flash. Yeah. You have a business. You want it scrolling across the entire fucking screen for the whole show. We can make it happen. Um, hit us up. Again, lowlifechopperpodcast.com has all of our contacts for everything. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon, go to lowlifechopperpodcast.com because it's fucking on there. You want to watch the episode, lowlifechopperpodcast.com. All right? YouTube, lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Everything is on lowlifechopperpodcast.com. All right? <laughs> everything you need for the show is on lowlifechopperpodcast.com. How many times can I say that in an episode? Not sure. At least one more though. Lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Yeah, that, that won't be the last. Ad read. <laughs> um, I think that's it for housekeeping. Except for bump shop diaries, because oh. we're still running that coffee special, bud. Yes. Uh, um. Yeah. Go ahead. I have one more thing. Yeah. If you get if you get a camp mug or regular coffee cup from lowlifechoppodcast.com. From our big cartel store, I will email you a code for $5 off of the hardtail blend. 
uh, whole bean or ground from Bump Shop Diaries. Jeez. I seen Dan just got some. Let's get a review. Yeah, he put cream in it, though. Yeah, I know. That was weird. Oh, was actually, I think he put milk in it. Yeah, that was a weird thing for him to do. Um, also, on other news, guy. if you remember from last week, we flipped a coin for Angel Claw pinstriping. She wasn't sure. Do I go Big Twin or I go fucking Evo Sporty? And the fucking coin doesn't lie. The coin wants the fucking Evo Sportsters just ruling the road. And uh, I heard back from her. She said, hey, turns out I'm joining the fucking Sporty Chopper Club. And I already started ordering parts. So she's well on her way to a fucking Sportster Chopper build. I am pumped. I cannot wait to see what she turns out. Um, and again, if you're not already, go follow Angel Claw pinstriping. She's an absolute beast. Uh, she does very nice shit pinstriping. So go check her out. Yeah. And in fact, one of the missions of this show, it's in our mission statement, is to convert all sportsters into choppers. So if you have an EV, Evo sportster and you got some springs dangling off the back, See it's you. our mission to convert y'all to the hardtail. Because it's, yeah, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say it's it's probably your safest bet. If you're getting to the chopper game, uh, yeah. Evo, EV, Evo fucking hardtail is the way to go. There's so much support out there in the it, videos and aftermarket parts. You can't go wrong. And then you have a bulletproof chopper. Nobody's going to be calling that motherfucker a bah hopper. Oh, they probably will. I get that shit all the time. On the, on the on shelf, the they're like, oh, dude, that's a nice fucking bar hopper. That's a nice fucking panhead you got. And I'm like, mm, it's a shovel head, but all right, cool. I get what you're saying. See, I, I've never had that random gas station guy get it like wrong. You know, they're oh, always really surprised single, what you're really surprised what year it is, you know, because I have an 03 and they're like, what year is that? And I'm like, an 03, but they don't know. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. The, the three different motors hardly made over fucking like 75 years. So, yeah. Yeah. Every time I've ever stopped at a gas station, nice knucklehead. I'm like, this is an Evo Sportster. Yeah. If it was a knucklehead, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be getting gas in the fucking slums, dude. I'd be at a nice gas yeah. station. <laughs> yeah. I'd be at like heaven. I, I'm not at heaven's gas getting fucking, you know, on my, you, you don't want to risk it, you know? Yeah, no risk in it. Um, all town, baby. <laughs> all town the, nicest, the nicest. The gas nicest. Um, I think that's it. I think we've now covered everything. We have. All right, we'll see you motherfuckers next week. <laughs> 23-minute show. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see if I can do this. Recap time, baby. I bring up my notes. Episode one, drivetrain. We helped you decide which motor, which tranny. Well, we didn't help you. We just told you what to fucking look for. Um, episode two, we talked about frame or hardtail. What are you doing? What do you want to do? You want to spend all the money, a little bit of money? You're broke ass. You got to do it in parts. You got to affirm that shit. Okay. Um. Episode three, we talked about 
mounting that fender, aligning that fucking transmission sprocket, doing the goddamn front end, or was that episode two? Yeah, episode no, was, two is front ends and wheels. Shit, episode three. three you were doing pretty gas good. Tank. Fenders, handlebars, and, and gas bones. Tank. Yeah, and gas tank. Uh, right? Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah. Episode four was heavy, heavy paint talk, baby. An hour and a half of paint talk. How to rattle can. Body work. Um, and body work. If... You're not on the Patreon. You don't even know this. But we did a bonus episode, an hour and a half episode with Dan from No Luck Paintworks, where he got into what your painter expects, what you can expect, um, what prices are for certain paint jobs, um, the do's and don'ts, all kinds of good shit. Um, And again, to join the Patreon, it's only $5 to get the free episode. $10 $10 to get the free episode and giveaway every month. It's a great fucking deal. Um, and this week, we are talking about final assembly. After you're done with that fucking rattle campaign job, where you get your tins back from the painter. We're going to talk about um, wiring. We're going to talk about polishing, because you know that's a big fucking step when you're putting that bitch together. Um, and we're just talking about closing out that fucking build. Everything you need to know on finishing up that build after the most satisfying part, which is getting your shit back for paint. Yeah. So where do we want to start? Um, so let's start with just got your shit back. Whether you painted it, it's now dry. Um, or you, your painter just dropped it back off. Um, Now, a few key lessons there are here, okay? If you painted the frame, you need to know that where your motor mounts are, you got to sand that back down to metal. If you leave the paint there, once you set that motor up there and that shit's not moving around, it's going to fuck that paint up. Once that paint gets fucked up, now it's exposed to the elements. Now water can get in there. And guess what? That water is going to travel down the frame. You fuck up all your paint. All your paint's going to be bubbling falling off and not just on your motor mounts you need to put it anywhere where you're going to be bolting shit so say for some reason you're building a swing arm chopper where you're bolting those struts back up you gotta fucking sand that down where that nut and bolt's gonna be yeah um if you're putting your brake stay on you gotta fucking sand that down anywhere where you're gonna put a bolt and apply pressure to that paint you gotta fucking sand it yeah and most most importantly for the motor mounting that's how your engine works it needs to be grounded yeah so if you have a thick layer of fucking powder coat or whatever and your your engine's not going to be grounded and that's that's how you know your engine needs to be grounded for the the points or the fucking electronic ignition to work and shit yeah i'll tell you the best thing that i found for doing this is a um the die grinder those little buzz pads Get one of those on there, not a super aggressive one, and just beep, beep, done. And yeah. again, like I said, anywhere where you're going to be bolting to the frame, if there's paint there, you got to get it off. And yeah, I, taped, I taped it off before I even painted it. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, usually it's flat in those spots because you got to get a bolt there. So it's usually not going to be round, right? 
Yeah. Um, and the same thing where you put bungs for your fucking gas tank. You got to fucking sand that off. Yeah. And in um, fact, you know, the other thing is the benefit of uh, actually grinding it down is if you're using an old frame, that's not going to be perfectly flat anymore, you know, because there's going to be chips in it. So it's actually it's probably best practice to grind it flat and level because then when you put your motor in or put your train you know, like wherever it's bolting to um it'll be perfectly flat so you don't maybe right. even have to shim it you know yep um the other thing too i should have said this last week um anywhere where you put bungs in the frame do yourself a favor grab some shit bolts thread them into the bungs and this is going to do two things it's going to let the paint not get into your threads because that is the last thing you want to fucking be dealing with and two, it's going to cover up some of that fucking surface. So you're not going to have to sand as much. Um, but this is a very important step. Make sure you sand anywhere you're about to bolt to. Yeah. Um, or run a tap through, you know, especially with powder coat. It's real thick. Yeah. So yeah. run a tap through anywhere that's threaded that, you know, my experience with powder coaters is they don't really in when I'm I say my experience with powder coaters. I powder coat on threads too, you know, like threaded yeah. areas. So just run a tap through and it's clean bean. Yeah. Um, next thing I would say is I automatically, when I get back my shit back from the painter, automatically make it in a roller because I don't want to set that frame on the fucking floor, get it all fucked up. Um, so I'm putting that thing back into a roller stat. Putting the front end on, um, getting that front wheel spaced out, getting that rear wheel spaced out. Um, and here's another huge fucking trick is once you have everything done before you rip it down for paint, take pictures of your spacers that you did. Because sometimes those spacers are different sizes on each side. So you're like, oh, this spacer's here. Psh, this space is on this side. Psh. Now you know. When you put it back together, there's no trial and error. It's just one time. Um, so get that thing back in a roll get the front on the front end on the rear wheel back on and spaced out. Um, now a super important thing, hold on, I'm going to grab something real quick. Cause I feel like, yeah, I want to, I want to show these. Hold on. Like you're, when you're mounting your rear wheel too, if you do powder coat, it's significantly like thicker than regular paint. Um, and it, you actually may have to redo some of your spacing depending on how thick that paint is, because it's, I mean, you're down to the the millimeter, you know, and if you put a millimeter of paint on each side of that axle plate, uh, it might change your spacer. Yes. I didn't even think of that. That's true. Um, for when you, so you got the rear wheel on front end on. Now it's time to put the motor back in the bike. Um, I cannot recommend these a Ooh, enough. I did the same right thing. Here. Maybe. This is just, pipe insulator you get this right at lowe's it's super cheap it can't get the pre-cut shit don't be a fucking retard pre-cut shit has already got a slit in it you just put this right over your frame so now when you're putting that motor in your frame is completely protected you're not gonna fuck up your paint and listen i know you're not gonna fuck it up you're strong enough to lift this motor guess what bitch no you're not it's brand new paint you're gonna fuck it up <laughs> it just Crusty fucking happens limbs. it fucking <laughs> happens um, yeah, your hands all sweaty. Shit. It slips. I mean, shit it's happens. So cheap. Yeah. It's like fucking a dollar or some shit. Um, well, dude, they come in like six foot lengths. So you can chuck. You don't need. You only need like one noodle, dude. 
Yeah. It's so fucking cheap, and it's the best fucking protection you can get. You're not going to fuck yeah. up that paint you just spent all your time on or just paid a bunch of money for. Um, super yeah. important to grab those. Yeah, just once you get away. those, yeah. Once you get those on the frame, um, now you can fucking pick that motor up, slide that bitch in, um, get those fucking motor mount bolts back in, shim it if you got to shim it. Um, one thing to remember when you're putting the motor back in, if this is a shovel head, do not forget that little fucking protection plate that goes in first before the motor. What that does is make it so any rocks that come kicking up from your front tire aren't just smashing into your cases. That goes um, in before the motor? Yeah. I did mine after. Really? The, the, yeah, the, the, the uh, belly plate? I did mine after. Really? Oh, actually, no, you have, right? I think you have to do it after because, yeah, because I mounted my, uh, my regulator on there. Well, I mean, I'm saying before it's fully bolted in because it, it uses those same bolts. Yeah, it uses the same bolts. Yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to put the plate on, then the motor. Right. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, before you. Fu- yeah, I said that fucked up. Yeah. Just before yeah, you yeah. crank it on. Yeah. Yeah. These go in with um, those same fucking motor mount yeah. bolts. Yeah. Um, you want to run that if you got it. If you don't got it, fucking oh well, I guess. Um, I don't have one for this shovel right now. I actually got to find one. It's a it's a good idea to to those. It's actually really clean. I like I said, I put my regulator down there. You can't even fucking see it, right? And uh, um, it it will. I mean, you don't want anything to crack that aluminum down there. Yeah. So it's just like can't see it. Might as well. They're pretty cheap. You can get right. them at swaps for nothing. Yeah, and also I highly recommend when you're putting the motor back in. Listen, I know we're all tough guys. We can all put a motor in ourselves. I highly recommend getting a buddy to come over and help you Um, because you know, especially if you're doing an Evo Sportster, you got to lay that frame on top of the fucking motor. You want two guys to help you do that. Same with the shovel, though, is, you know, sometimes you put that in and it's a little bit too far back and it's hitting the fucking seat post. Having a second guy being able to be on the other side of the bike, pulling it and shimmying it away from the frame as you push it in is huge. Get one yeah. of your homies over. Tell them you cook them burgers and some fucking beers or some shit. And uh, get somebody to help <laughs> you throw that motor in. Cook them up some beers. Some oven yeah. warm beers. Some nose <laughs> beers, dude. <laughs> I got some fucking <laughs> Corona. They're like resting on 350 right now. <laughs> nose beers. Um, yeah, so get a buddy to come over and just help you throw the fucking motor in. Um, it, like I said, these are all... This is just precaution shit. This is to make it so yeah. you don't fuck your frame up before you even get to ride the goddamn thing. Dude, when you fuck um, your paint up, it hurts. It, it physically sucks. hurts. You feel it like you want to puke. Yeah. Like when I you did put it on it my in, shovel. You scrape it and you're just like, Ugh. I did it on my shovel, dude. I took a chip right out of the fucking edge of the uh, motor mount plate. Suck. When you were putting the motor in? Yeah. Cause I did it by myself like a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, so just get a buddy to come over and help you. Um, get that thing all bolted in, put your shims in, put your fucking, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Belly plate on. Um, and then get that thing torqued down. Then you can move on, put the transmission in. This one's a lot fucking easier. Um, chances are you're not going to fuck anything up because it sits on its own plate. Most you're going to do is probably fuck up the paint on the seat post. Um, try not to Let's do see. that. You you have to put it in with the plate on it. Yes. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. 
Well, it's just worth, on a shovel head. You need to put it. You mount it to the plate, and then you put the plate and the transmission. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Don't no, try no, to. No, put, no. It, it won't fit if you put. No, the you got to do the opposite. No. Yeah, you got to put the plate on the frame, and then put the trans on. I thought you had That's to put it mind. on. I thought that the studs won't fit unless you mount it to the plate first. I can't remember what I did now. There's a certain order to I do. I don't it. know. It's like either plate. I, remember, I just or... put my trans in. Yeah. I just put my trans in with the plate already on the frame. With the engine in? Yeah. You had the engine in for okay. All right. So maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe yeah. I I confuse. Um yeah, so get the trans in, get that aligned. Um, then you can throw your primary belt on if you're gonna run an open belt, which you probably are if you got a shovel head. Um, if you're gonna Evo Sportster, this doesn't apply to you because that shit's already connected. Same with the trans. Um, get that transmission line back up. Um, get your primary belt on, get your clutch all put on, and then since you already have the wheel space because you've already done this before, you should be good to go now. You can throw that chain on. Um, oh, fuck. Matter of fact, you probably should put the rear fender on before you put the transmission in. <laughs> True. Don't forget to do that. Put the fucking rear fender on before you put the transmission in because you're going to want that room. Yeah, and when you... Uh, the other thing is, is you can... Get some uh, some tape that is like really light adhesion, like painter's tape. They sell it like different, you know, they have ones that are like real fine lines or what. Just get something to put on the fender. So when you're moving it in and bolting into place, you're going to be trying to get those bolts in to the sissy bar and shit and mount it. And it's going to it's going to hit stuff. Yeah. And you got the fresh paint job. So just tape it off. But don't put like, you know pawpaw's masking tape on there and you rip it off and there's just like takes a, a flame off with it or the fucking gold leaf just put something on there so if you just gently here's the best thing to do something. too is because this is this is fresh paint um and tape will make it fucking rip off um yeah. a trick i was taught by maddie aka Fosmobile, is take painter's tape stick it on your sweatshirt and then peel it off and that'll get like a little bit of fibers and shit off your shirt and make it so it's not oh, as shit. sticky, but still sticky enough to stick to the paint. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a that's a hot tip. Because that's the thing is you, if it, there's too much adhesion, it'll fuck it up or leave a residue, you know? Yeah. Depending on like how long it's been curing for and shit. Yeah. But uh, that's a good that's a good tip. Yeah. Because you just yeah. you just want it to just barely be sticking on there just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so real quick, just to go backwards a little bit, um, you can throw the motor in. But I recommend getting the rear fender on, get your sissy bar on, and get your taillight on. That way you can run that wire down before you get the transmission and shit. That way it just gives you a little bit more room. Uh, get that to where you need it. Um, and then throw the transmission in. Now you have everything in the back of the bike done. Throw the transmission at that point. Um the putting the sissy bar on is nerve wracking as well because it's attached oh, to the fender. Yeah. And it's, it's like an interference fit almost, you know what I mean? Like those bungs are going into that fender and, uh, that's, it's just like, there's nothing in between it to protect it. Right. That sissy bar bung is going to be touching that paint. Yeah. 
So if you're moving it, trying to get into place, just be careful because those bungs, especially if you have like those like, I don't know, the the torpedo ones or whatever, or any kind of bung has a hard edge on it. And uh, yeah, I fucked my fender up, you know, putting it in, attaching it right. to the sissy bar because it's like I said, it's 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 a tight fit. Yeah. Um, and again, take your time with all of this. There's no fucking rush. I know you want to see the end product and see what this bitch looks like all put together. Take your fucking time. I promise you, take your time because you're gonna fuck it up if you don't. <laughs> yeah. And um, if you get if if you get your paint, if you get it all back together and you want to throw it together, but you're like 12 beers deep, sleep on it, buddy. You know, like yeah. I know you're excited, you just got your shit, your boy dropped it off. But uh, wait till Sunday morning, sober up yeah, a little take bit. A nap. You don't want to be fucking shaking. You don't want to be yeah, like, yeah. you know, sloppy about it. Um, yeah, so you can throw the transmission back in at this point. Um, after you get that lined up, the belt drive on, your clutch in, all that, uh, you can do one of two things. You can now put your fucking chain on if you want to. Um, that's kind of a fucking cunt if you haven't done a chain or you don't have a chain break um i've never used a chain break honestly ever in my you life you use the clips like the just the master clip uh sometimes i've had the riveted ones though my my advice is to go and get i mean you can get a chain breaker in installer tool for me yeah dude they have them at harbor freight uh i use i think it's called otc uh it's an american company they sell them on amazon they're really decent quality but they're pretty fucking cheap and i use that for uh i have a kit for like bearing installers i have a kit for like like for neck and uh bearings for wheel bearings i have one for uh and a chain breaker installer tool and uh when when you go up in quality on chain which i highly recommend because if you get the the cheapest chain that you can get you will be adjusting that chain every single week if you ride during yeah. the summertime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, go up a level and get like a decent chain that actually has the pins riveted in and uh, with like either O-rings or X-rings for the oiling and then uh, get the tool. If you're riding bikes, you're going to be doing chains all the time. You know what I mean? So like get the tool. We're talking like 30 bucks max on this tool yeah and uh dude i wrote like i put through one on my sportster i used to i got the cheap the cheap chain with the little master link adjusted every hundred miles you know what i mean yeah. like every single week i'm adjusting yeah. chain i have the same New chain i have not I adjusted cheap chain yeah it's i once bought a, season. a more expensive chain um that also still has the push clip but it's like 130 bucks um and i haven't had an issue with that one but when i use the 50 dollar one that comes with the master link. I was adjusting that thing every hundred miles. Oh yeah, yeah. So get a get a quality chain, dude. The one I have on, uh, so I got the same one on the shovel head as I do on the uh, the Sportster, and uh, they're dude. Don't you don't ever have to fuck with it. Yeah, and spend at least a hundred bucks on your chain. At least, if it's a fifty dollar yeah. chain, it's like it's gonna be shit. If you're in a pinch and you need to do it, and by the way, I ran the fifty dollar chain four years. You know what I mean? And I ran it for five point, years. Yeah, and I just got I got sick of adjusting it all the time. You get a good chain, dude. When you take it out of the package, you're like, dude, this thing is definitely beefier. 
it's not slinging fucking chain wax all over you either by the way because right. you don't have to constantly wax it uh because it has those o-rings or x-rings and it keeps it on those pins better uh so it's just a better experience it's worth the it's worth double the money now i've seen chains dude they're like 200 plus dollars uh that's pretty steep but the chain is a component on a motorcycle that's important enough that you can splurge and get a hundred dollar chain and rivet that thing in now when you rivet it in this chain tool it's very very small amount of riveting you know what i mean like it doesn't take much to mushroom that pin out and if you overdo it you're fucked so you want to like when you actually get into it and maybe i'll throw a video up uh i have yeah, chains yeah, that yeah. i can do uh, on the youtube uh i'll do like a on our chopping 101 shorts that we do I'll do just chain breaking and uh, chain installing because it's it's pretty nerve wracking because if you overdo it, the chain's fucked. You're at 150, 100 bucks or whatever. Uh, and it it's we're talking so small that like you can't really look at it with your eye or maybe I can't. I have bad eyesight. But like when I look at it, I'm like, that doesn't look like it's in there all the way. But it doesn't take much to mushroom that thing out. Yeah. But yeah, I'll run through that. Actually, I, I'm going to do a. I just mentioned all those OTC tools. Uh, I'll do bear, dude. If you don't have a wheel barrier bearing install tool, you're fucking retarded, dude. That like banging out bearings and shit with a drift or a <laughs> screwdriver or whatever, dude. You're fucking wasting your life. You have to just just get the right that that tool saved me so much time. Just the right like tools make a difference for sure, dude. In and we're talking short money. If you're doing, if you're going to be doing your own shit, like bearings, you can't fuck those up. You know what I mean? Like that really hurts when you smash a bearing and you like fuck up the wheel or whatever. Like, like some of that stuff is like where it's interference fit, like a, you know, like a, like a chain, you know, link or a bearing or something. It helps so much to have like a decent tool. If you're doing this like full time, you should have real nice tools to do this because you're working on customer bikes. But I'm just talking Amazon specials. They're not the cheapest ones on the market, but they do the job. So I'll, I'll put a link maybe for this company because I have like three or four different sets of tools that I've used. And uh, they were cheap and they work. And I've used them a lot, especially with like with vapor hunting. People will send me a wheel. I have to get those bearings out. And that's why I got it, you know, because someone sent me a wheel to do. And I'm like, I'm sitting there on it with a with a customer's wheel with a fucking like screwdriver, like smashing it. And I'm like, I got to do this professionally because if I fuck this up, it's not my own shit. You know what I mean? You send a gouge on a mating right. surface on like a wheel bearing, like you just fuck the whole wheel up. So, uh, but it makes a job that takes like an hour of banging and smashing and doubting yourself into like, dude, it's like five minutes. You just like crank the fucking thing down. Yeah. It's satisfying. And then to install the new one, you're just like. So anyways, I forget where I got a little off topic there with the uh, but cha yeah, chains and. Uh, we'll do some videos on those tools because they're super, super easy to use and they're super cheap. Yeah. Um, so once you have the whole drive put back together. Um, you can throw that fucking oil bag in. Um, 
start plumbing that back in. Um, make sure you're writing your fucking oil lines the right goddamn way. Um, like we said before, buy any climber mag. I mean, climber fucking book. Buy any factory fucking book, um, and they will show you which port on the oil pump is what, and then figure out on your oil bag which fucking port is what um they have oiling diagrams just like they have wiring diagrams so in those manuals you know you have your diagram your wiring diagram they have an oiling diagram to show you exactly where it goes and how and doing Uh, that wrong is a sure way to blow your fucking bike out oh yeah dude that's it's blood oil is the blood of the motorcycle and yeah if it's not getting enough blood then Bad things can happen real quick, too. By the way, these old yeah. machines get super fucking hot. They're air-cooled. They need that oil big time. Yes. And listen, here's another fucking word of advice. Buy a cheap dry erase board. You can get them at Walmart. Fucking cheap as hell. Just, you know what I mean? This big. And make a fucking list, a checklist of putting everything back together. And you can use this episode to make a list. Um... But make a fucking list because now before you start the bike, you're like, that's done, 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 done. I cannot tell you how easy it is. I've never done this, but I've almost done this. How easy it is to get the oil bag in, route the lines, start wiring the bike, wiring the ignition, blah, 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 put the coil in, the battery in, this and that, and never put oil in the fucking bike. Oh, yeah. Make a fucking checklist. It just helps you see it. It's satisfying seeing every time you check something off, you know you're that much fucking closer. Do yourself the favor and make a fucking checklist. Um, because you're already gonna be paranoid as fuck. You just ripped this bike down to nothing, cut it in half, went balls deep in the motor, maybe in the transmission. You put the front end together. You know what I mean? Like you're already nervous enough so you're gonna forget shit make a checklist just give yourself a little peace of mind um it's it's especially important like once once you get like super close to finishing it off you're so excited that like you get like blindsided you got tunnel vision you know yeah yeah and and i've heard of plenty of dudes dude start a bike up and ride around no fucking oil dude yeah yeah um so now that you got the oil lines routed i mean you can fill with oil now if you want I usually don't until the end. Um, I usually just do oil and gas the same fucking time. Yeah. Um, so get the oil lines done. The oil bag mounted up. Use Loctite on everything. This is a fucking chopper. Shit is going to fall off. Use red Loctite on everything. <laughs> just one um, little dot of red Loctite. Yeah. Is what all you doing. people that's like dropping bolts and buckets of Loctite, you're a fucking dumbass. You just need one droplet. One drop of red or that's the it. blue stuff. Just you can you can coat the bolt in the blue stuff and still get it yeah. out. Um, one drop of red, you're fucking good to go. So get the oil lines done. Now you have the whole ass end of the bike. See how we're moving in a, a fucking sequence here. We're starting from the back and going forward. Um, all now. You can throw the gas tank on, depending on how you're wiring the bike. Um, if you're going to run shit down the backbone, don't throw the gas tank on yet. Um, but you can throw the gas tank on if you're going internal wiring. Um, also, another thing, too, is before you do all this stuff, 
um, like put the oil bag and all that shit, you can wire the entire bike. So all your wires are just ready to be put where the fucking oil tank is usually. Um, but I found that when you do that, now you're like fighting the wires. They're always in the fucking way of whatever you're trying to do. Um, so I try to plan out the wiring where I can wire the bike as a full put together bike. Um, I feel the wiring is the last step, you know, like, yeah, that's what I you do. should have your, everything should be on the bike and all the holes drilled. If you're doing internal wiring and if you're doing like a loom or whatever, then you, it's all outside anyways. So that's kind right. of the last step. Yeah. Um, at this point, like I said before, you should already have the wires coming from your taillight to where your oil bag is. Because if you're running them under the fender, too fucking late at this point. You've already built the whole ass end of the bike. That's, so that's why I mentioned that earlier in the show. So that should already be sitting down where your oil bag is. Um, next, like I said, depending on how you're wiring the bike, you can put the gas tank on. Make sure you use those leather washers or use rubber wash. Whatever the fuck you want to do. Put some kind of dampening in there because even with leather washers we talked about this on the early episode after time goes on that tank will start fucking rattling because those washers will squish down they'll get hard whatever what do you think is going to happen if you don't run any washers it's going to rattle right off the fucking bat um and you don't that's the whole thing is when you're going rigid shit is going to rattle now you got to prevent that because when shit rattles it's not just annoying it also cracks and breaks so that's the shit we're trying to fucking get away from here so make That's sure you use Loctite washers is, Loctite's so important and washers are so important because there's so much more fi- vibration especially dude right. if you got motherfuckers with hard tails and hard front girders and shit oh yeah dude there's no vibration dampening and that engine's gonna be rattling like a motherfucker and you'd be surprised dude even with Loctite and shit dude stuff still falls off yeah. you know it's, it's amazing great. um so make sure that you use some kind of washer. Um, now you get the tank on. You're like, oh, my God, this thing's so fucking sexy. And you just want to hurry up and now start this thing. Slow the fuck down. You need to slow the fuck down. Okay? Hold up. <laughs> um, Hold up now start wiring the bike. Now, like I said before, all those spots where you drilled holes so you can internal wire, get a little rubber grommet kit. You get them super fucking cheap at any parts mm. store. And just go in there. And you should have done this before you sent the paint, but just file around those fucking holes you just there's no sharp edges. Pop that fucking rubber grommet in there and then start snaking your wire through. Now, what I did before I sent the shovel to paint, I drilled the inlet hole for my headlight and the outlet hole. And then I took a piece of mechanic wire and thread that through and then just left that in uh, when I sent it to paint. So then when I got it back, I just taped my wires from my headlight to this side and I just pulled it right through the frame. And now my headlight's completely wired. The ground, you can just put right on the frame, right up on the neck, wherever the fuck you want to do it. Most of these things already have um, some kind of little fucking drill hole for like a machine screw on the neck anyways. Um, Just use that as your ground for your headlight. Um, And then you're just running that one wire back. Um, So another thing I do is I don't ever wire a high beam, low beam. I wire just a high beam. I run high beams all the fucking time. Um, if you're building the chopper, chances are you're not running these brand new high tech fucking lights that are so bright that people are going to be flipping their headlights at you the whole fucking time. So I just run a high beam, keep it one wire going straight back. Um, it makes it easier to snake. It's less problems, less wires to fucking break. Is your high beam um, always on? Always on. Okay. 
I on the shovel head, I actually sometime I was figuring like maybe I didn't want to have a light on. So I did. If you're going to have so on my Sportster, it's always on. You start the bike up. It's always on uh, on the shovel head. I was like, I didn't know like what the draw would be or whatever. Like maybe I want to oh, have so, a, the option. No, that's a huge that's a huge difference is yeah. on a shovel head. Um, I put all of my lights on one toggle switch. Yeah. So my taillight and my headlight were on a toggle right next to the seat. That yep. way, when I'm kicking the bike over, for some reason, you don't it doesn't want to kick over. Energy. I can just shut the yeah. fucking headlights off. If you off. have a starter, if you have an electric starter on it, it's a different story. So like yeah. Sportster, electric start, high beam only, no just wired in. On the shovel head, I did put a toggle switch. And it's right next to, I actually put a kill switch for the coils there too, like on the side. Um, just in case the fucking thing wanted to run off on me. But uh, at that point, I just threw in high-low because it's the same price if you're going to have on-off, high-low, a three-position switch anyways. So Right. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. On the shovel, I did do that. I put a little toggle switch right next to the seat pan. Um, That way, I could shut those off when I was kicking the bike over just in case. Because you never know. Your car floods out, and you got to kick it 100 times. Good luck doing that with all your lights on because that battery is going to be fucking dead. Yeah, um, so that's, that a, that's a going, yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. huge thing. Wiring a little toggle switch, it's super fucking easy to wire a toggle switch. Yep. And just put your lights on that. Um, now I heard this from an old head. I'm not gonna say the fucking name. Um, uh, but people used to do this back in the day as well for two reasons. One, when you're kicking the bike over, you can shut the lights off. Two, if you're running from the cops, you can shut your lights off. I was gonna mention that, yeah. <laughs> like you can um, uh, so it's a win-win. Yeah, um, rolling up on somebody, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? So now you snake that wire down through. And like I said, it's going to be the same thing. You're snaking that wire down to usually where the oil pan is somewhere. That's where everybody tucks their wiring away. Um, you can wire in that little toggle switch right there. So now you have your headlight, your tail light. Everything is all at the oil bag. Um, now, pending what motor you have, obviously, uh, we'll go with the shovel head. It's easier. That's pretty much it for fucking hiding your wiring. Because now... The only thing you have is what's coming from the coil um, down to the battery and what's coming from your ignition to the coil. Um, and that's easy to hide because you can run that right up the fucking seat post and then just boom, you're right at the fucking coil, depending on where yeah, you mount your coil. I, I'm going to make a vi- I actually already made a video about that. Like, so you mentioned mechanic wire. Uh, definitely don't, you're not feeding wire through the frame, right? You're using this wire. Uh, metal wire you snake that through first you attach your wires to that like you just twist it on and you can pull it through yeah. um so i'm gonna throw up a video about that too but uh on a shovel head super easy like because so, your headlight like you can wire a shovel in already, 20 minutes dude it already has holes if unless you already filled them in but uh that's that's the only wire coming from the front is down that tube and then you drill a little hole under your seat where your battery is going to be and uh i like uh on on the uh on the sports store i have uh pop circuits but on the shovel head i have a fuse block that goes right on top of the battery and it has little lights and i'll i'll throw this up on youtube too uh when we're doing the wiring tutorial but uh i have a little fuse block for you're gonna want one for your headlight you're gonna want one for your tail light and you're gonna want one for your charging system right uh and you're also going to want one for the ba- uh, the battery out, right? So just in case anything, you don't want to fry anything, you should probably do. You can do breakers 
or I like I fuses. I, I chose, I went with fuses because breakers are actually harder to find. Like, at, but fuses are everywhere. They're super cheap. Yeah, I used cheap. the breakers from the Sportster when I did it. I just kept them when I tore the bike down. You use the uh, the existing breaker, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I off the battery, I used a breaker, just because it the way that I could mount it was easy. But uh, any auxiliary lighter or anything else that you have on there, fuses you can literally get at a gas station. You know, like that's the thing is, you you can't get you can get a breaker at a hardware store, but usually they don't have breakers at a gas station. You can go to right. a seven if you're broken down. You can get a fuse anywhere. So uh, yeah, and and they're they're cheap and they're very common. So you get uh, just the blade fuses. They come in like two different sizes or whatever. Um, but they're su- they're super cheap. You can keep them in your bag. They take up no room. Uh, so yeah, I went with a, a fuse a fuse uh, system. And dude, I got this thing on Amazon. It was like maybe four dollars, and it has little LED lights. So if one burns out, it'll just illuminate the light you don't even have to like look at it yeah, yeah. and it mounts like just perfectly right on top there uh but it's helpful to have all your wiring in one place you know because if you're running it from the back from the front you know your uh your key uh your battery all that shit it should be right under your seat and you should be able to just work on the electrical system just all at once you know like is it a fuse is there a loose connection all that shit so serviceability definitely with wiring is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then this goes back to what we talked about when we talked a little bit about the electrical shit. It's just make sure you're using the right connections. Don't cheap out on the connections because even buying good connectors is not expensive. It's expensive for connectors, but it's not expensive in like real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so don't cheap out with the connectors. Make sure you're using... Um, the shrink wrap make sure you're using good fucking connectors um like rhino said um if you have the ability to solder them solder them because that's fail safe like there's it can't fuck up from there so check Um, out check out the youtube because i have two videos on soldering one is just like basic soldering i go over those little uh those little tubes too with the little that you can do with a heat gun uh but i also go over soldering terminals like uh like ring terminals or butt terminals or whatever uh soldering and the more i thought about it the more i can't you have to solder all this stuff together like you do not want to fuck with your electric you want to get the electric done know that these connections are bulletproof and you might have an electrical problem but you know like on the sportster i used crimps you know and i was going down the road and dude i had my tail light fucking yank out of these like connectors that i had like you know like fucking electrical tape together and i lost my tail light and my bike shut off because that circuit went back so i was like i was in the middle of the road trying to find my fucking tail light so i could complete that circuit all because i had these shitty connectors on it so soldering is so stupid simple go check out the youtube chopping 101 learn how to solder it's so easy once you get there's only here's the thing. There's only one tip that you need to know is if you've ever tried soldering and it didn't work for you and you're like burning the plastic and you're like, why the fuck isn't it getting hot enough for the solder? You need to tin your iron. So you just take the solder 
You just touch it to it. It's melted on there. You touch the wire and now that wire is instantly hot. So go watch those videos and you'll see. And then you can, you will never go back. You'll never go back to crimping anything. And then you know that you're, you're like, you have a nice clean connection. It's not going to get fucked up. It has the, you know, you're going to use the, the fucking shrink wrap. And it's actually really fun. Like once you start wiring stuff and you're doing it the right way, I like wiring. I don't even see yeah. it as a chore, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So just make sure this is another thing. Take your time with it. Um, I know when I started building my own bikes, wiring, I was like, oh, my God, dude, I cannot do it. Yeah. Uh, the older the bike, the easier it is. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm not by any means a wire guy. Like, I'm not bad fish custom. That dude is like wiring airplanes and shit. He <laughs> loves wiring. Um, I fucking suck at it. I hate it. I don't, most of the time, I don't understand it. Blah, blah, blah. I can wire a shovel in fucking like 25 minutes. It's, it's so easy. It's weird how it's easy, so easy a kick only shovel head is to wire. There's it's, really not that much. It's crazy. Um, so anyways, you'll get all your wires, all your fuses, um, everything. Figure out where you're going to put them. You want them in a spot where they're not getting fucking soaked all the time or where they're not going to be like dangling and rubbing against metal and all that shit. Um, like I said, the rubber grommets are your fucking friend. Um, find something where you can tuck them away. Usually you're going to do it near the oil bag. Um, with the Sportster, uh, we built a little box to put everything in and it has like a fucking hinge door and everything. Um, oh, no shit. So I can just pull off on the side of the road, take one bolt out and drop the hinge door and I can pull all my wiring out, all my fuses, everything and just yeah. see everything. Yeah. Um, and in fact, like the wire, to be able wiring to too, like when you have it all in one spot on the one side, you're just, that's, you just get to sit that you just, you know, kneel down and you're just focused on the wiring and you can check all the yeah. connections and shit. And you're like, all right, so this, if you did it yourself, you also know where those wires go. Like when you look at a wiring loom on a new bike or whatever, you pull it out. You're like, where the fuck does this go? You know, they got special connectors and stuff. But when you wire yourself, you're trying to get it as simple as possible. And when you do it yourself, you know that the wire that goes into that fuse goes to the headlight. You know, this one goes to that one. Um, so it's so much easier to troubleshoot that way. And I got to say, right. too, like I think a few years ago, I had a uh, an electrical problem leaving deadbeat. You know, we were at uh, Fiddlehead and it was bumpy as fuck. And we were leaving and we're on that shitty ass dirt road and my bike died and we were troubleshooting electrical issues. And, uh, you know, no luck was there. Fish tank was there. Uh, a bunch of dudes stopped to help me out. And. We could not fucking figure it out because there could be so many things wrong, right? So many. And I thought the battery, you know, we were trying to jump the battery. We thought it was the regulator. Dan actually cut the regulator off his fucking gypsy, uh, gypsy witch sportster build that he just finished for that weekend and wired it onto my bike. I went down the road, shit cut out, died again. Charging system wasn't working, but I brought it home. And I sat in front of this bike and I was like, I got to fucking figure this out. I mean, that's like end of August. I'm like, dude, we still got months to ride. I got to figure this out. And you just go meticulously through the loom and you just check every little thing. You break out your fucking multimeter and you go on YouTube and you're like, how do you check the 
charging system? How do you check this and that? It, really simple processes to get to to check to see if a battery's good or if a regulator's good or if you know. But and it, you know what it turned out to be a fucking breaker. I was riding the in it, the breakers made of plastic and it cracked. So when I finally went through and I was checking each component of the electrical system, I saw this breaker and I was like, that's cracked. I replaced the breaker four bucks and I'm back in business. But before that, I bought a brand new regulator. I paid Dan for his regulator. They gave me, you know, like it can get really expensive once you start jumping to conclusions and, uh, you know, like you think it's a catastrophe, but it's like it's you just have to break it down to the different systems. You know what I mean? Like you're like, all right, so my bike's not firing. Why is it not starting up? It could be anything. It could be the starter. It could be this or that. But test it, you know, like go through the go through that process of testing each Always component. Always suck bang blow first. Yeah. Always. Um. Hey, uh. I'm gonna I gotta pause it for a second. My wife's texting me. Okay. So once you figure all this shit out, like we said, it, this is not a hard part. People tend to overthink it. Um, you got all the wires now in your in or around your fucking oil bag, uh, depending what kind of oil bag you're running. If not, build a box, like I said. Um, figure out what you're doing for your key switch. Um. I really like the three, uh, what's it called? You know what I mean? Three position. Yeah, yeah three position. Um, for a kicker, not really fucking needed. Um, for a sportster, it's great. Cause you just take the key, fucking start the bike. Um, on my last shovel, I just ran a, another toggle switch. Um, and this one I hid oh, in the bike. Um, that way, there's no key. I can never forget a key. Um, there's not just like an open fucking um, uh, like key ignition. So you can't just take the wires off and fucking tap them together and start the bike. You know what I mean? That's really um, easy to do. It's, it's so like, it's like so I had to, I had to do that. Yeah. Thing. Fat man showed me how to do it. Cause I, 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 I had my bike at a shop and he was like, you forgot the key, didn't you? And then it's just, dude, alligator clips. Actually, I keep it in my uh, tool roll, these alligator clips, just to, to go on. Because the back of the ignition, uh, the the key, it's always exposed. So you can always. just jump it. You just, yeah. Alligator and that's clip why, one side to the other. That's why I ran a toggle switch and I tucked it up like under the frame where you could not see it. If you didn't know where it was, I can't say how many people are like, how the fuck are you turning the ignition on in this fucking thing? Yeah, and I like so it was like an anti-theft type deal. I mean, you can just roll the fucking bike away if you really want it. Um, yeah, but as far as like trying to like start it and take off, um, good luck. Um, so like on the kick only bike, I like to just wire another toggle switch. You get super small toggle switches, so they're easy to fucking hide. Um, but that's why that's how I do it. Um, you can wire in the fucking the switch if you want to. Um, so you can wire that up. Um, you need to wire your ignition to your coil and then your coil down to the battery or coil to the, whatever the fuck you're doing. Um, and that's pretty much it for wiring. It's pretty fucking easy on a chopper. Yeah. All you, you don't have to do shit. is there's so many wiring diagrams out there. 
just take the time to find one for your bike for the components that you want you know because you'll find like oh a shovel head wiring diagram oh it has a horn oh it has this and that you know like just just find one that matches exactly what you have and it's super simple you know what i mean and then even redraw it like i i redrew mine so it made sense in my mind but uh actually if you're like if you want to get really slick with it uh i'm going to shout out b peak he's been uh I, I there's some numbers there too but if you b the letter b p e a k he does an awesome wiring video on youtube he's really good at it like he has like overlays like he'll have like a picture of the bike and then he has like an overlay that has just the wiring on it so you can see exactly what tube it's being routed down uh so if you want to get like real fancy with it uh i found that video really helpful because it was like it was like a little bit above my head but uh there was some really good stuff in there but that's like the number one thing for new bike builders or dudes that are like maybe you're mechanically good but like the wiring intimidates a lot of people and i remember when i first started building bikes i was like I can build a bike, but someone else has to wire it. And uh, once you do it, you're like, ooh, that wasn't bad at all. It's just like something's going to click eventually. And for me, it was really like I always got held up. Like I always got overwhelmed looking at a wiring diagram, even like the simple ones, because I'm so stupid. But uh, once you get to a point where you're just like point A to point B, point A to point B, you know, like and then you just follow that line it's it's really easy there's nothing easier to watch dude the the kick only shovel head i have like four wires it's and they don't run very far you know like there's not a whole lot to it so i definitely say like if you get into it get a decent just a as simple as it can get you know and here's the other thing is you can't really fuck it up that bad you wire some shit dude and if it's not wired right, it won't work. So right. try it out. And and then but again, on the back- on the flip side, using shit um, components like shit yeah. clips and shit connectors and shit wire, that's going to confuse the shit out of you. That's one way how people light their bikes on fire. Oh, true. Yeah, you could actually light your bike on fire. So it's do it the right fucking way. Spend the money Dude, on the saw- wire. It's not expensive. <laughs> video of some dude in like indonesia or whatever and he had his bike all wired up and he turns the key on and it immediately starts smoking yeah like all the wires started smoking immediately yeah i was like holy shit dude yeah so just don't fuck around (laughs) spend the money on the right fucking shit wire the bike the right way use the right gauge wire um solder if you can yeah what did what gauge wire did you use on the shovel for most of it I can't even fucking remember. I want to. I don't remember. I think I did. uh, I think I ended up doing. I want to say 16 gauge for. For pretty much everything except for. The electrical system. The charging system. Yeah, maybe I did 14. I did one of either. I think I did 14. Um, I can't remember when I built the stepchild i just bought like a spool of wire and i've just been using that yeah 
on everything now. The important thing about uh, wire is anything that's carrying like a big load, like a battery or a charging element, you know, you want to use like 12 gauge, like the yeah. thicker stuff. But, uh, it, and if you're doing a sportster, you actually have yeah, to get, I want to like, say like, I use 14, but I could be wrong. Uh, 14, I I... 14 sounds about right for like most everything, like any of the components, but that's what it is. For. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the gauge, it's either like, it's like, it's kind of negligible almost, you know, like, cause it's like, where are you going to go? Like, if you have wire, just use pretty much whatever you need. I would just say anything like batteries have a bigger load, uh, alternators, things like that. You, I would say, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not like an electric fucking guru, but I think 14, I think most people do 16, but 14 is like, you're good, bud. You know what I Definitely. mean? Um, I wouldn't like try to wire your bike with speaker wire um, <laughs> or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, but, and again, if you're like, fuck, man, I really, I need to know because I'm about to wire the bike. Hit me up and I'll fucking, I'll find out and I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, but I want to say it was 14 gauge that I used. Yeah. And on a Sportster, you're going to need thicker gauge for starters and batteries and things like that. Uh, a lot of people just reuse. I think I reused like the six gauge or whatever, you know, because there's a lot more amperage going through there. But for a kick only bike, you do not need. I think I used 12. Dude, I remember there the was thickest. this like there was this little surge back in. Probably like six or seven years ago, and people started using the micro wire. Like the shit you use inside of like a computer. Oh, oh, dude! I think I've seen that. Do you remember hearing about this? I think, I think Jesse I don't James. Who did it? I was. Jesse. I was gonna say. I think Jesse, Jesse James, James did it or something. Yeah. Uh, but I remember everybody started talking about it. Yeah, I gotta look back. I remember um, watching that video that when he was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know what goes into that to be able to use a wire that fucking small. Um. But I would say 14 gauge is probably your best bet. That's going to make it safe for sure. Safe. Um, yeah. So get the bike all wired up. Um, now's the time when you can get that fucking carburetor on. Um, make sure your petcock is on nice and fucking tight. Get the fuel line on. Put oil in it. Put fuel in it. And so also before I put fuel in it, I always turn the key on and just make sure everything's good. Taillights working, headlights working. I have some power to the coil. You know what I mean? Like I do all that to make sure before I put any fucking gasoline in this thing, I want to make sure that it's not going to light on fire. You pretty much you do that shit like as you're installing it, you know, like you wire your, your taillight, turn the key on, make sure it works, hit the brake, make sure that that works you know what i mean like because you have the brake switch in there same thing with the headlights like wire the headlights in turn it on make sure that works you don't have to do the whole bike and make sure everything works like do it component by component you know right right um yeah so then uh put fuel in it put oil in it and you can start that motherfucker um yeah. a point that i want to get on i don't want to skip um but i just want to get like the whole thing of like putting the bike together wiring the bike 
blah, blah, blah. Um, just because a lot, not a lot of people, some people are not going to be polishing anything. Um, but for the guys that do need to polish, um, it's a lot, I don't want to say easier, but it's a lot more obtainable than you think. Um, you can set yourself up with a polishing setup fairly cheap. Um, I've never sent my shit out to get polished. Um, and not saying like I do like this fucking show polish job, but I can make ugly meadow look pretty fucking nice right in my garage for very little money. Harbor freight money. Yeah. hundred percent. I've done it. I've done it to the point where I didn't have a, um, God, what the fuck is that thing called? The bench top, um, like a buffer. Yeah. Like a bench top buffer, a bunch of yeah. bench top. You can do it all by hand if you want. Like yeah. that. <clears throat> um, now the bench top buffer that Harbor Freight has super fucking nice. It has the extended yeah. arms on it. So you can like use bigger shit on there. Um, but I'll say this, I've gotten away with, I already had a bench top grinder. So I just went and got the fucking, um, the flat to put on like the flat fucking disc, cloth disc, whatever the fuck you call it. Um, right on my fucking bench top grinder that I already had. Same. Um, and it works fucking great. The but orange one, right? It. The orange Harbor Freight one, right? Uh, I had the big blue one, the huge. Oh, you have the big blue one? Like a, yeah, a half a grinder, or quarter horse or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge, dude. Oh, no shit. Um, and that works fucking great. That polish like a motherfucker. Um, hmm. But the one that's made for polishing has the extended arms on it, which makes it so it brings yeah. it out away from the motor. So you have more room to like angle parts and all that shit. Super nice. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I needed a benchtop grinder. So I bought a brand new one from Harbor Freight, the big one. And then I just used that for all my polishing. Now, before I had a benchtop grinder, I would just polish by hand. And mm-hmm. I would just wet sand by hand. I'd start, yeah. it, depending on how fucked up the metal was, you could start at 80 grit. Or if the metal's not bad, start at fucking 200. And then and, I would and, wet sand all the way to 1800. Yeah. And, and with polishing... I mean, they call it polishing, but really, polishing is sanding. You sand more than you polish. Polish is like 1% of the polishing process. If you have a piece of metal. Unless you have stainless. Yeah. (laughs) But but even then, even then, like, the whole thing about polishing is, right? So you have a piece of metal, and it's not even, right? There's grooves in it. You know, it's dull. It's dull because it doesn't have grooves. If something has no grooves in it, no dips, right? So let's say this is like if you took a microscope and looked down at a piece of metal, it's going to be all jagged like this. Light hits and it goes into these little valleys. So you want to knock those valleys down. The more that you knock those valleys down, the more light's going to reflect off of it. So when you polish something, it's almost all sanding. And the purpose of that is to knock those valleys down for a smoother surface so light can reflect off of it. So you start at something, you know, depending on what the material is, like like when I did my wheel, it's cast aluminum. They have really deep ridges in it. I have to knock that down. So I have to start pretty aggressively. And then you incrementally move up. And you move up to, you know, you start at 220. 
you know, depending on the material, you know, like three, 300, 400, 600, you incrementally move up. And as you're doing that, by the time you get to 2000 or 3000, it's already polished. You can already see that it's reflecting your image in it. And the very last thing that you do is you use a buffing compound, which is essentially just sanding it. I mean, the compound is, you know, depending on what you're using, there's different grits. You can actually just use compound to polish too. Like they have 60 grit compound, you know what I mean? Uh, so if you have like a decent setup, but like I just use the Harbor Freight thing, you sand the shit out of it. Air tools really help if you're doing like big, big things, you know, to knock it down quickly. Because if you sit in there by hand, dude, and you're wet. And by the way, wet sand, do not dry sand. You will die. I've done it. And it's like aluminum dust or metal dust. Yeah, you get a really it, fine yeah. particles. It gets all over you. Look like you fucking work in a coal mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then that buffing compound is the last step. And it's just like you can work your way up there, too. And even like polishing, like the very, very last step, it's just such a really fine grit and you're buffing it out. And then that's when you can like, and you know, for me, like as far as buffing compounds go, uh, I just use white on everything. And if you want to get like super fancy, like you can use the blues and a different thing, dude, I just get a stick of the white. And once I'm done sanding it all, I just give it some white and that's shiny enough for me, dude. Looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. Mild steel, stainless Bro, steel. They come in just like little blocks, you know. Oh shit, I don't use that. What do you have for buffing compound? Oh, let me grab because I want to show them another piece too that I got. Hold on. Yeah, so what like you can go to Harbor Freight and they have a polishing kit. And it has the black the the rouge the white and they're just like compound little bars that once your wheel starts going you just pop it in there and it gets the pol it gets yeah. the compound on the wheel yeah what um, do you have so here's one thing here's one thing that i bought too that is has come in clutch i found this at napa and it's just this polishing pad and the good thing about this is it connects to your fucking drill. So you just put this right in your fucking drill and you can use this anywhere. You don't have to be at the bench. Um, this is great for like your exhaust. If you're polishing your exhaust after the bike's already done. Um, so I love this fucking, this is probably my like go to on like any kind of finish polish. Um, as far as the actual polish, I use this shit called white diamond. And this shit is by far the best finished polish i've ever used ever it's fucking phenomenal um yeah this stuff removes oxidization discoloration from aluminum brass stainless and returns the surface to a brilliant shine and it also has a uh a long lasting sealer in it too but it's All like right. it's Hold literally it. like water i'm gonna grab my this is like compounds I get. They're just like, they come in little sticks. They have like, you know, green for brass, copper. They have silver polish. They have aluminum polish. They come in bricks like this. This is like the Harbor Freight one. 
you get a polishing kit there comes with all the different rouges and fucking whatever you like a clay yeah. bar yeah and then oh, okay. when the wheel starts spinning on your buffer you just lean into that shit it gets on there and then you just go oh okay okay well but we yeah. just paused the whole time you were downstairs yeah oh motherfucker i was just talking the whole time oh <laughs> So let me recap that real quick. <laughs> Since yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. didn't see it because it was it was fucking paused. Um, <laughs> so the white diamond is what I use on my final polish. Um, when I'm ready, I'm like, okay, polish one more time. This is going on the bike. This is what I use. It fucking lasts forever. Um, I don't know. All when I read all this shit, that was in the episode still, right? Like what it does. What does it do? Uh, so it removes oxidization, uh, discoloration from aluminum, brass, stainless steel, uh, returns the surface back to the original shine, or if you polish it, turns it back to the best fucking shine, and has a long-lasting sealant in it. Um, oh. So I use this. Like I said, this when you polish with this, it fucking lasts forever. It lasts so fucking long, you don't have to touch it again. Um, and before I used to just use mother's polish because you can buy it anywhere. Um, and it works good, but it, you burn through it really fucking fast. And so that's almost like, a uh, like a lotion texture. This stuff here, you can see it in the bottle. It's just like, it's literally like liquid. Mm -hmm. It's super fucking thin. So it goes a long fucking way. Um, so like I said, on my final polish, I'll use this. But then I also yeah. keep like a little container of mother's polish. And if say if I'm getting ready to go to a show and I'm like, oh, the polish is a little fucked up. I'm not going to use this because like I said, it's liquid. It fucking gets everywhere. Um, I'll just take mother's polish on a rag and I'll just fucking buff it real quick with my hand in a rag. And that works great. Yeah. And actually, you know, we're talking a lot about metal, but you buff your paint job, too. I mean, the final stage I mean, I of your, your clear Dan coat. Does is if you want it to really shine and look like glass you're putting a compound down you're buffing it out yeah so it's it's and, and again like when you're putting compounds down it's just sanding you're still just sanding it's just like ultra fine that's the key it's yeah. like it's there's no, there's no magic it's not supernatural you're just going even finer than the sandpaper can physically get is like a liquid form. Yeah, where that's it's why like I've always like white. That's why I've always like wet sanding too. So I think the wet yeah. sanding keeps it as like a, a nice, even fucking grit. You know what I mean? But if you're going in there dry, you're getting all like the metal flake and everything in there as well as you're fucking sanding it. Um, yeah, true. And like you said, it makes you look like you're not a coal miner if you wet sand. Yeah. Yeah, buff it. Uh, when you buff on a buffing wheel, though, and you're using these compounds, you look like a coal miner. Like, because really? the wheel is spinning and it's spitting that shit up. So, if you ever buffed on a wheel, like after your part's done, there's going to be residue on it. Like, you're going to see parts of black. And I found like the best thing for that is brake cleaner. Dude, you know what I do is I run on my benchtop grinder. I run my buffing pad on one side and then a clean pad on the other side. And I'll That's buff and buff and buff and buff. And then the other side, I'll go to the clean side and I'll take all the black shit off. And then That's I just really, wipe it with like a fucking... That's a good idea. 
the cloth at the end. Yeah, and and again, when you're using buffing compounds and stuff, you can't use the same wheel. So, like, if you use blue and then you switch over to white, if you those two compounds they don't mix, and that wheel yeah. will get hard and it will gouge your fuck. It'll gouge the metal and shit. Like I've done it before, where I'm like, you know, oh, just load it up with some black and then i go over to the white or the blue or the green and then uh the wheel looks like dude it gets it just clumps up it gets super hot melts and it turns i don't even know what the fuck it's doing but it's definitely not does not work you have to use a fresh wheel for each type of compound that you're using yeah and when you're buffing paint go fucking gentle dude because i've burnt through burnt through the paint job dude and that hurts your heart like you wouldn't believe yeah. like or like i'll never forget when i when that happened to me like it's just seared in my it's like trauma seared into my memory it's just like yeah. you're yeah, on the final sucks. step of the clear coat and then you burn through it and you get a bunch of paint in there and you're just like you just fucked your paint job you have to start all over dude yeah yeah that's tough yeah um yeah, so don't be afraid. If you want to polish some shit, do it. It's super easy. It's fairly cheap to get into. I mean, it's not super easy. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not super easy. It's, it's all elbow consuming. grease. All elbow yeah, grease. Yeah, it's time consuming. Um, but it's very fucking doable from your house. It it's ridiculous how much that'll bring those just regular metal parts to another level. Um, and like I said, I do. My fucking fender mounts, I polish those. My seat mounts, I polish those. My sissy bar mounts, I polish those. Um, and good chance no one's ever going to see that. But for that one guy, and you've seen him, that's at the bike shows, and he's like down on his knees looking under the frame and like really getting into it, that guy's going to see it. I'm going to see it. Dude, you know what, though? It makes it easier to work on your shit. Like I, I polish up bolts and stuff. You know, like if I'm reusing anything, like I I polish them because then it gives yeah. it a layer of protection that it lost. And uh, right. like sometimes I'll just run it, run it through a wire wheel and then buff it and uh, makes it look good. You didn't have to go to the hardware store to get that bolt. And, you know, it, there's a you should you have to do some buffing. You know what I mean? And I would say that like the Harbor Freight, like like what I did was I part of it's a wire wheel and part of it's a buffing wheel, you know? So if you have some super, super easy, you have a shitty fucking rusted bolt. You don't want to go spend when you buy bolts, buy the bolt at the hardware store. They're fucking expensive. So let's just say like you have a, a motor mount bolt that you want to reuse, but it's all crispy, run it through the wire wheel really quickly. Just hit it with some buffing compound on the same thing. Takes two seconds. And it's protected and it looks shiny again. So I'll, yeah. I'm a proponent of reusing your old shit, you know? Oh, same. Same. But if you do have to buy hardware, don't go to Ace. Don't go to Obashon. Don't go to the, your local mom and pop. Go to Tractor Supply. They do it by the pound. It's the cheapest I've ever. Really? Dude, dude, I go to Tractor Supply. I don't even, I've never even thought about going to track supply to buy hardware. Dude, I, I fill up bags, dude, like this. Like, I'll just get quarter inch, five sixteen, three eighths. Price. <laughs> dude, and they do it by the pound. You don't have to separate it and put it on a little bag. They just do it by weight. So 
throw in the lock washers, throw in the washers, throw in the nuts, throw everything into one bag. You'll get like a seven pound bag, hands down cheapest hardware I've ever had. They have grade eight bolts. They have grade five bolts. They have stainless steel. They got all sorts of shit. And it is so fucking cheap. It's way cheaper than buying it individually, writing on the bag how many, how many, and how much did it cost. And it, it's it's good to have a stock of that shit when you're building. So like when I was building a shovel head, I just go to a uh, tractor supply. I get a huge fucking bag of bolts, all the different ones that I need. And then when I get back to my house, I just sort them. So if I ever need, you know, you're do you need a three quarter inch, half inch? uh one inch you know like you have it all there and just stock up on right. fucking the bolts that you want to use you know super helpful super cheap too yeah that's a good hack i never knew that yeah dude it's the best you can even and if you're buying a humongous bag of bolts go ahead and throw some of that specialty shit in there too they don't fucking know they're not sorting yeah. it out they take the bag they put it on the scale they don't know that there's an ounce of stainless steel in there. You know what I mean? Like if you need like an right. acorn nut, they have all that shit there too. No shit. Yeah, buddy. That's a good fucking hack, dude. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. That's why I have a stock of shit. The Dude, I have like a whole wall, just all bolts of every kind. Because it's, dude, it's oh, a, a big sack, dude. It's like 11 bucks. And you have like a hundred bolts, right. nuts, all that shit. Instead of stealing from the hardware store. You're just like, uh, and then it goes in the pocket. Yeah. But you want bulk. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a fucking hot tip. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you've listened to this and your bike's not ready to go down the road, then just hang it up, pal. Yeah, you're fucking up. <laughs> you're fucking up. Um, before we end this up, let's take a second to thank some of those motherfucking people that make the show possible. Up first, we've got Dan at No Luck Paintworks cooking up some of the dopest motherfucking paint jobs on the east coast um dan specializes in that old school swagger or fucking uh chopper shit like that um that good shit that chopper swag dan's got it he can make your chopper look so good oh you got a dyna he can do that too he can do all the panels your fucking heart desires he can do candy for those cholo builds uh, hit him up. No luck paintworks on Instagram and let Dan get your fucking bike looking brandy new. Up next, we got Stay Strong Co. The creator of the hot sauce that both motherfucking guest, mo not guest, both hosts <laughs> of this show love to put on everything that we put in our mouths. That's right. We put it on everything. Um, the most delicious fucking hot sauce. I'm telling you right now, if you have not tried the shit hot sauce, you're fucking up. Your mother is ashamed of you. Go over to Stay Strong Co. Order some motherfucking the shit hot sauce. Tell him that the boys from the Low Life Chopper podcast sent you. Oh, 
And just in case you're wondering, if you're a longtime fucking listener, we have talked many of times about doing a low life signature stay strong co hot sauce. John said, let's make it happen. Um, he wants to make it happen. We're going to jump on a phone call. We're going to come up with that fucking beautiful blend of spices and fucking vegetables out of his garden. And uh, we're going to get you guys. We're going to get you right. All right. So get over to Stay Strong Co. Tell them the boys from Low Life Chopper Podcast sent you. Next, we got Deadbeat Customs. Steve, a long, 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 long supporter of this show. He's been with us through everything, through the ups and downs, to the technology failures, to getting canceled, to Deadbeat getting canceled fucking a week before Deadbeat and still pulling off Deadbeat. All right, Steve is an amazing fucking human, runs a legitimate fucking solid-ass business. He's got something for everybody. Whether you're a chopper guy and you need a bearing support, guess what? He's got them. You need a brand-new fucking first manufacturing fucking vest, he's got them. You need fucking helmets, gloves, luggage shit, Dynabro shit. He's got everything you need at Dead best, Beat Customs. Best prices on lights, too. Headlights. Best prices. Best prices. Uh, he's got everything you need at DeadBeatCustoms.com. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout to save some motherfucking money. And uh, check him out on YouTube, too. He's always doing the... Um, Garage Builder Spotlight Series, which is super fucking cool. Gotta check out check the blog. We're check on the out, blog oh, every week. Who's fucking forget about blog? Check out that motherfucking blog as well. That's another spot where he supports everything we fucking do. So help us return the favor. Go to DebbieCustoms.com and fucking subscribe to everything. Instagram, YouTube, the blog, whatever the fuck you want to do. Next, we got Lowbrow Customs. Everything you need for the road ahead. This is one of the only websites where you can build an entire fucking chopper on one website. They got everything from frames, engines, headlights, taillights, gas tanks, fenders, handlebars, everything you fucking need. Carburetors, anything you need for a chopper, it's on lowbrowcustoms.com. Tyler and his team support everything chopper. Every grassroots event you've been to, it's sponsored by Lowbrow Customs. So. A way you can help us return the favor is shop at lowbrowcustoms.com and let them know the boys from Low Light Topper Podcast sent you. Next, we got Steel City Blacksmithing. Josh, the motherfucking homie from PA, representing for all those fucking blacksmiths. Listen, there's not many people that can fucking withstand that kind of heat, all right? As a hobby, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Old son's a beast. He's doing the blacksmithing. He's making knives. He's twisting fucking steel. He's running CNC lathes. Um, this kid's come a long way. When I met him, he was slinging ironhead parts. All right? There oh, is nobody right. more dedicated than this motherfucker. He loves this shit. He breathes this shit. Um, so go support the fucking homie at SteelCityBlacksmithing.com, SteelCityBlacksmithing on Instagram. Next, we got Rhino Resto. Oh, I didn't make a tag for myself, but I am inconveniently located in Henniker, New Hampshire. You don't know where that is? I don't blame you for not knowing. It's the only one on Nobody Earth. <laughs> it's the only one on Earth. 
So it saves me a lot of time. I don't have to put Henniker NH, you know. Uh, but this is the home of the Vapor Hunter Boner, except no substitutions. Speaking of John Luke, I am working on your panhead, bro. It's just taking me a long time. That thing was filthy. Uh, we have a focus. We, me, I have a focus on <laughs> passion for vintage motorcycle and tool restorations. Friendlier service. <laughs> Even friendlier prices. Contact me today for a free quote or joke. I like DMs, but email works too. Rhino at lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Last but not least, Loctite's motherfucking chop shop. And also not last, but conveniently located in Epping, New Hampshire, the motherfucking center of the universe. And listen, I'm not kidding when I say that. It says that on the fucking Epping sign when you roll into town, baby. Why do they say that? Um, I have no idea. It's Epping, the center of the universe, and the home of three governors. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. Um, three governors? Yeah, I don't fucking know, dude. This is a weird fucking town. But anyways, I'm here. <laughs> don't go together. <laughs> if you need some pinstriping, if you need some pinstriping, hit me the fuck up. Um, whether you want garage signage, oil cans, um, not Christmas ornaments. Uh, actually, I have a whole box of Christmas ornaments. Um Whatever the fuck you need. You need your bike fucking pinstripe. Let me know and we'll make it happen. Captain. Um, hit me up. Loctite Shop Shop on Instagram or Loctite Shop Shop at lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Last but not least. This, this show. show. <laughs> Lowlifechopperpodcast.com. It's really the only chopper podcast that you need to listen to i can't even name another chopper specific podcast we're the only one well, the this only one is your home choppers for sure for sure for sure i mean there's other great motorcycle podcasts out there but for chopper content who else is doing a chopper 101 huh who else forbades anybody on this show that has springs in their rear i don't know i haven't met them some people are like, two wheels, two wheels. Not here. You need to be hard-tailed, okay, to be in our club. But uh, lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Thank you, everybody, that's buying the merch. We have some sick merch out there right now, but we have big plans. We got big. some designs forthcoming. That store is just going to explode. Uh, check us out on YouTube. We got that new Chopping 101. Uh, that's been really well received. Tell us what you want to see. Uh, because me and Loctite, we do it all. I think that's it for the sponsors. That's it. That's it. Um, listen, this concludes your five part, not mini series, chopping major series. If there's another series you want to hear, um, or if there are subjects you want to hear us fucking talk about. Uh, hit us on the fucking DM, Low Light Chopper Podcast on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, hit us, one of us, Lockside or Rhino, at lowlightchopperpodcast.com. You can find all that at lowlightchopperpodcast.com. Every link to everything for this show is on that one motherfucking website. Right there, buddy. As usual, we appreciate you tuning in this week. And we will see you motherfuckers next week for an episode with Perry from Operation Purpose.